It's Monday night. It's 6 p.m. Live from Manchester, where past glories are never far away. Manchester United have reached the promised land. History is made. Manchester United are the champions of Europe again. Sitting here looking for an opening. It's Dick off again. 2 0 down. Manchester City have drawn it level. Live from the world's best footballing city. Call now. 0345 treble one seven six two five and have your say. The Excess Manchester Football Social winning with Gowing Law. Good evening. This is the only place on your radio where City and United go head to head every single day of the week with the big football news. This is the Excess Manchester Football Social. I'm Jim. Good evening. Tonight for City, we've got former Blue Gary Owen. Gio in the studio. Evening, Gio. Hi, James. And for the Reds, we've got Manchester United legend Mickey Thomas. Evening, Hi, Mickey T. Jim. What's going on, mate? Very Come good. On. And we've got Alex taking your texts and tweets. Hello, Alex. Evening, Jim. All ready for the texts and tweets. Good. Right, well, you can get there, mate. Double seven, double one is the text number. You can tweet into at Manchester, And as always, you can pick up the phone and have a natter with the two legends in the studio. 0345 treble one 7625 is the phone number. City had a bit of a rest this weekend, I guess, but there's still plenty to talk about. Not least Manchester United's 2-0 win in the FA Cup, sealing a semi-final appointment with Tottenham Hotspur, which will be played as it stands at Spurs' temporary home at Wembley Stadium. Is that fair? Is that right? Is it going to give advantage to the London club? And should it be changed by the FA? Your thoughts? 0345 7625 is the number. 87711 is the text number. But first things first, I want to kick off the show today by talking about Jose Mourinho, as we have been doing for seemingly the last fortnight. But it's of his own making. It's of his own fruition that we're ending up talking so much about Mourinho because of the things he keeps on saying. And I want to talk particularly about Jose Mourinho's post-match comments after the win. Let's not forget the win in the FA Cup because Mickey... Jose wasn't happy. Even after a 2-0 win against Brighton, Jose Mourinho had the right grump on. Well, I've seen him. I went down to the press conference um, to see what he had to say because lots of people were in that, in that press room. Gary, it was full. You couldn't get a seat, so I did well to find one, to be honest. But, uh, you know, he's, he has a, a different uh, take on the game, like we all have, of course. Um, it wasn't a great performance. Uh, and he was right what he said. Some of the players didn't play to their level. Of performance that were required by Manchester United. He did say something that obviously close to my heart about some players sometimes can't <coughs> handle it. And I've been in that situation playing for Manchester United where sometimes the pressure can get you. Um, and when that happens, you, you play within yourself. Um, but as I said, it, it was a performance, I would think, not one of the best over the season, but they got the result, what they needed, and get into that semi final. But um, if you want to look at it in a different way, um, United certainly aren't going to win the league. City are far superior. Um, I don't like saying it, but Gary knows what my feelings are. They are the best team in the Premier League. Um, we've only got real one real option to win a trophy, and that's the FA Cup. So we have to focus on that. And with a draw, uh, Gary uh, and you, Jim, and, and Sir Alex, is that the right way to play at Wembley when Tottenham's home game's at Wembley? Should it be played elsewhere, or should they toss a coin, Old Trafford or Wembley? What would you do, Gio? Listen, they haven't made the best of starts to begin with at Wembley. It was like in a away yeah. ground all the time. For but they're all right now. They found yeah, their feet at course, the stadium. But hang on a minute. Uh, playing at Wembley, uh, for me, it doesn't matter. You've got the home home dressing room. 
Uh, so they have to move into the away team dressing room. I don't think uh, Wembley Stadium's Wembley Stadium. You want to play there? Yeah, so you, I don't think it gives any great advantage. I don't believe it does, but we shall wait and see. Um, the Mourinho debacle is. Debacle's a good word. Hilarious. He seems to be losing the plot. Absolutely. He? He's not the. He's not the Mourinho that was funny, witty, charming. He's gone completely. I mean, he was mentioning everything, but mainly about himself. What he's done. Me, 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 me. As if Manchester United are doing him a favour, having him as manager. Well, he needs to shape up. They brought him in there to to improve uh, the performances mm -hmm. that David Moyes had started after Alex and then Van Gaal. Van Gaal won FA Cup. He got the peddlers. Uh, Jose Mourinho won the Europa Cup and the, uh, and the Carabao Cup. So he won two trophies. Man United wanted him to do it with a, a different style. This season has been poor for Manchester United, even though you look, they was into the last 16 of the uh, Champions League. Uh, they was in the second in the league and then the semi-final FA Cup. And we're saying it's poor, but the performance-wise has been dreadful. And really, that Luke Shaw, if I was Luke Shaw, I'd just say, listen... Don't even think of picking me again. I know I'm going to leave this football club, which everybody dreams of coming to play for. Me, get me out of here as quick as I can. Well, I'm this, not a celebrity, but get me out of here. That's this what was one of the standout <laughs> bits from his post-match <clears throat> press conference. He's been absolutely slaughtered. It was only two weeks Bullied ago. He was saying a good phrase. about him. Yes, he's training harder. He's losing weight. He's doing. I mean, all the stuff that you've no need to do if he's your player. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, he'll be here for a long time. I want him to sign a new contract, and then he does that at half time. I mean. It does seem very strange that they're creating divisions in the dressing room. And even no Sanchez, of... no Pogba, but yeah. neither of them played well. We're going to go to Stuart on the phone in a minute who yeah. wants to have his say on Luke Shaw and uh, the singling out of him for criticism as after the Brighton game. Let me just read you the quotes that Jose Mourinho said after the game, though, in case you missed it at the weekend. So he, in his post-match interview, said, Luke in the first half, every time they come into his corridor, the cross was coming and a dangerous situation was coming in. So I was not happy with his performance. So that was the criticism that was levelled at Luke Shaw. Stu, evening, mate. Hey, man, how are you doing? Very well, my friend. What did you want to say on Luke Shaw? Do you think it's fair that he's being made, well, a scapegoat, I guess, for the performance? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't actually think it is fair. I mean, I think the first thing is, I think the lad's got to have a, a run of games to, to, to get a bit of momentum. You know, at any level of playing football, you've kind of got getting your rhythm and getting the swing of it, and he, he keeps getting jolted by Mourinho. The only, the only thing where, when we're talking a bit before, when you were saying about the fitness side of things, I think Van Gaal had the same issue with him. And for me, there's a little bit of... There's no smoke without fire, so I kind of think Shaw's got a responsibility as a as a, as a professional footballer for playing at the club that he's at. Also, as well for the time when he left um, Southampton for the amount of money, he sort of got. He shouldn't have to be. He shouldn't have to be told constantly about his weight and his fitness. I get the I get the point about the team doing their job to get him at that peak, but I, I think there might be some in that. Obviously, I don't see what goes on on training ground, but. I think it's an easy way for Mourinho to pick on somebody that, when these high-status managers come in. A little bit like when Pep came in at Man City and he, he sort of seemed to pick a bit on Joe Hart. Proven right now, probably. But they, they seem to have to have a player that they, they need as a scapegoat when someone's not quite quite as it should be. Can I just say one thing? Um, when you said pick on Joe Hart, he never came out publicly 
and said that Joe Hart was not good enough. He's never come out publicly and said he, all this he's done is is brought in a goalkeeper that he thought was better than what he had, as he did with Zabaleta, who's a crowd favourite, as he did with Kolarov, mm -hmm. as he did with others. He brought in players because he felt the others weren't good enough. I don't think he came out publicly about Joe. I think Joe said he wanted a chance. He'd watched him for a season, maybe two seasons before he came to us. I felt at the time that maybe he should have been given a chance, but when I look back now, <laughs> he's a far better keeper. Yeah, yeah, guys, I think he made it obvious that he didn't want Joe. Yeah, of course. And I, and yeah, I that's, think his, that's his choice as, yeah. a, as a manager. But he didn't yeah, publicly attack him. No, he didn't publicly attack him. Uh, to the caller as well, I think, you know, he's, 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 he's right in some respect in saying that, you know, what goes on in training, we don't see him day in, day out, Lee Shaw. We don't know how he performed in that training session. But he's he got the opportunity to play, and I, I think what Chio said before, a catalogue of injuries that has disrupted his uh, career at Old Trafford. But when he's come back in, it's up to him, uh, and obviously to, to play well, and, and you know, I'm not saying he's unfit, but it must be the reason why he's had a go at him. It, maybe he's tried a different but way. But it doesn't now he's work, Nicky. He's done it before. We've seen it through the seasons. For about 24 months now, we've just heard Jose Mourinho criticising Luke Shaw. Occasionally he's praised him and the constant criticism you know, doesn't work. Whether you like this or not, and anyone listening probably won't like it, but unfortunately that you know you have to understand he's a manager of Manchester United and he has to make big decisions and uh, strong decisions. And if he wants to come out publicly and obviously give uh, Luke Shaw um, some well, I must say abuse, but, uh, negativity, well, Luke Shaw will have to obviously respond to that by you know, probably getting fit and, and playing good football. But I think what the caller said is right as well. He does need a run of games. He hasn't had that opportunity of late. And that is what the caller said. It is completely right. He hasn't had that opportunity. Stuart, let me ask you, as a United fan, and Gary picked up on this earlier, he said, Man United as a club since the days of Alex Ferguson has changed. Are you happy with Jose Mourinho and the way he treats the club and the fans and himself in the media and the way he presents himself. To you, is that Manchester United and how you should be seen? I mean, I think the, the fundamental thing is it, it's different, isn't it? So the run under Ferguson were quite long. Man United hadn't experienced much change and obviously it became turbulent after that. I think in respect, respect to Mourinho, I, I actually am a little undecided because history speaks for itself and he's very, very successful. And the way that he goes about doing that, the, the, his ways, do I agree with him? I, not particularly like particularly like singling people out. I think that's one that you, you leave behind closed doors. Um, I, to be honest with you, I think as well is I think his style's a little outdated as well. I think his tactics worked of old in the past very successfully, but I think he need, just needs to freshen up a bit, a little bit like Arsene Wenger in a way that they're sort of stuck in a period of time where the game's moved on. Um, he probably needs a little bit more time. I'm not one for sacking managers after sort of six or seven games where they've not had successful results, and he's had a lot of money as well. So I think he needs to start. You know, is the FA Cup enough for Manchester United after the amount of money that's been spent? I don't think that it is. He's maybe got another season to prove that he can. He can still do it. Cheers, Stu. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate that. Guys, I don't know if you, if you uh, read an article that Oliver Holt wrote in the Mail on Sunday, yes, it was absolutely bang on. 
What did he it say? Was what, was, what was the feeling? They, the, the most of it was is uh, is that Mourinho was saying it's not about him. Yet he spoke for twelve minutes and longer, mm-hmm. mainly about him. About the two, you know, it's not like uh, you know United. It's not as though they're not used to being knocked out of here. I knocked him out with Porto. I knocked him out with Madrid. I did this. I did that. I did the other. So it's not as though they're not used to it. Uh, and his opinion on the Sevilla game, which nobody else, even two of his, is. Not his, but uh, United's probably most famous players in Ferdinand and uh, and Scholes sat there. I mean, Paul Scholes was almost waiting for that t- uh, for the that game to be finished and him to get off TV because he didn't want to say what he really wanted to say because it's not what Manchester United have, and he couldn't agree with what um, what Mourinho was saying that he thought they played well, they played at a, a pace, they did this. Only he could see it. The fans could, couldn't see it. Mirza Blue couldn't see it. Mm. United. Former players couldn't see it. So he could see everything. And then they beat Bournemouth, uh, sorry, Brighton, and then he comes out and almost ridicules everybody apart from Matic and A and other. I don't know the other. It's a bizarre scenario. I think I can sum up every single Jose Mourinho press conference I've seen in this season in three words. Not my fault. Everything seems to focus around that. One final word and thought on the... Luke Shaw scenario because I keep on coming back to the fact he is 22 years old he is a young player I think when I was 22 years old there's no way I'd be able to handle that element of public criticism if you guys look at yourselves as young players remember when you were coming up through the ranks where you were in your careers at 22 how would you have reacted if your manager at that stage had come out and criticised but you but he's not way? even started yet because he was at Southampton once I think yeah, yeah. and then you know it started to make an name. He's got United, got injured almost immediately. He was out for nearly a year. I mean, and he's only 22 now. You know, it's a big jump, as Mickey will tell you. Not everybody can just go into Old Trafford and the expectations and start, and especially when you're a young player. So, I think it's a bit harsh. I'm not just getting on the Mourinho bandwagon. I think it's harsh. I think, I think the treatment of Rashford, how he's never played him when everybody in the world would play him, you know, like I said, I'd love to have him at City. I'd love to have him in that squad at City. But, but, but pressure, as you mentioned before, I mean, on, on Luke Shaw in, in, in himself, I'm just saying from a different angle, he might not be able to handle it. He might not be able to handle Old Trafford. And you might think that's quite unusual, but he's a young lad, as you said. He came with a good reputation. I didn't think he started that well. This started to get into his stride when he got that horrific injury. And he's never really recovered from that properly in, in terms of fitness-wise and that. And... You know, that's why a manager works day in, day out with him. Maybe he sees something that we don't, you know. Um, I think he's got the ability. I think you're right, Jim. He has it. And um, I think the ability to play at the highest level. But at this moment in time, he seems a little bit lost for me. But, you know, if he's not fit, Mourinho and his coaching staff will see it and get him fit. That's the whole idea. It's to, that's what they're there for, is is to test them to see what the you know how they're living, how they're eating, how they're, that's exactly what happens in this day. From Nutrition. my well, he's given an opportunity on Saturday to see, from my and show him what he can do. He's you know the manager sees it different, Jim. He wasn't happy in that forty-five minutes what he what he did in his performance. So we cannot knock Jose Mourinho in that respect because he's the manager that wants to change it for the better, not for the worse. He thinks he's not you know, he's not being productive down that left. I thought Brighton played well first half actually. Yeah. From my understanding with Luke Shaw as well, during his time in Southampton, he was very carefully man managed. It's a different and level. Someone level, Jim. Honestly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to say about Southampton. No disrespect to, to that football mm-hmm. club, but they're not anywhere near the level United. No, he's home. not. But he came. He, he comes to after as a very young man that gets injured for nearly a year. Yeah, he's. You know, I think you've got to babysit him because he's, he is a kid yet, and and in football terms. Yeah. 
He's never really started at United yet. So if he is going to start, encouragement, not not slow. And players mature at different rates. A 22-year-old might have a different mental stage to another 22-year-old and be more Absolutely. able to look after themselves. You mentioned that it wasn't a bad game between Albion and Manchester United. And we're going to speak to a Brighton fan now who is Addy, who's from the is Albion... He home yet? <laughs> it's from the uh, Albion Raw, the Brighton and Hove Albion podcast. Evening, Addy, you're right. Hi, how you doing? All right. Very well, my friend. Were you happy with the result? Uh, well, not the result, obviously. Were you happy with the performance <laughs> at the weekend? Because Mourinho, he won. He wasn't happy with his performance. So were you happy you lost? Were you, were you satisfied? Um, you can never be satisfied with a defeat, really, can you? But, I mean, it's um, when you look at the, the performance, um, yeah, you, you take the positives out of every game you've got to. But um, we're disappointed that we didn't actually get anything out of it and at least um, put more pressure on, on the defence. I mean, you've mentioned Luke Shaw there. Um, we have, we've got players who have got the beating of him uh, in, in, on, the, on the bench and until he marched who actually started uh, but we didn't actually push home that advantage and uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was frustrating because we played okay um, but then we played up okay out there in the league game as well Yeah, the league is more important that's your priority isn't it? I mean FA Cup would have been a nice little bit of a run but I, I think your priorities are certainly you know, in the Premier League and you know, I, I think Gary's just said it before I thought Brighton give a good account of themselves they look good um, I think you've got a great manager in Chris Houghton. I think um, I think you'll do well. Um, but it's the tough end of the season for you, and you have to focus on one thing: survival. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we've uh, we're, we're not far off that now, but mm, we're yeah. not we're not we're, we're never never going to rest on our laurels. Um, we, I mean, and no, we've uh, it's our first year back for a long time. Um, and it, you know, we've we've been to the, the pit of misery and nearly gone out of business. Um, so anything, uh, you know, we, we very nearly didn't have a football club at all 20 years ago. So it's been a very long journey back. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're very cagey. We're very uh, wary of getting ahead of ourselves. But we're looking OK. And if we can get to that magic 40 points. Barrier. You will need 40 points, honestly. I'm just looking at it now. And you're there sat with the game in hand on 34 points in 12. You win that game in hand, I don't know who it is. Watford and Bournemouth, you leapfrog them, you sat in 10th position in the Premier League. We're, well, it's going to be two games in hand, and they're against Man City and Spurs. I mean, the running we've, the, the, the Good running luck with those got, two, anyway. The, the running we've got, we've got you lot last home game yeah. of the season. We've got uh, Liverpool away last game of the season. We've got, we've got Spurs, Man City um, to come as well. So, I mean, the, the, the next couple of home games, which we've got against Leicester and Huddersfield, are, are massive. Huddersfield's um, your game, isn't it? That's the one where you can pick up three points and then you can everybody get their old uh, suntan lotion out and uh, shorts and get ready for the beach. Well, I mean, we've still got to go to Mordor as well and um, play that, that burning smell from up the road, but it's... Uh... <laughs> Which we, we, we can't wait because uh, Sellers is a death trap at the best of times, so it's going to be uh, interesting. Yeah, one more win will do it easy. 37 points. Yeah, you've got enough. Listen, I, I believe another point will probably do it at 35. I can't mm. see Stoke getting up to 35 or Southampton that make it seven points behind. They're not looking yeah, like either of them can get a win. And then it's all, and if, if we can get safe, uh, then it's all about uh, pushing on and trying to put, get ourselves up the table next year. I mean, you know, the FA Cup run has been good. Um, 
you know, it's given the opportunity to players who might not necessarily have been playing. Which I, I hate saying that because the FA Cup, you should be playing your strongest side. Mm. I don't care who you are, uh, and especially when you look at the sides. Um, you know, you're always going to have the, the, the cream rising to the top, if you like. But mm. it's an opportunity for uh, your job as a football club is to try and be as successful as you can. And if you're if you're if you're, if you're in a competition, it's your job as a football club to try and win that competition. Yeah, um, can I just interrupt and, you there? But saying that, you know, Brighton gets to the final, lose it, you know, and you get relegated, doesn't mean nothing, does it? We've seen that. We've seen that with Wigan. Yeah, no, I think, you know, Gary's right. You've got a great chance of survival. You have to consolidate the next year's crew. Save the second season in the Premier League, then you're financially going to be more well off. Listen, another point or two points, I think, that that would be enough. I know you're saying fortune, that's the benchmark of what he says. But I'll tell you what, you win. Uh, I'm looking now, you play 30 games. Watford and uh, Bournemouth on 32 and Everton on on, uh, uh, 31. Should have said... You win that game and you're right a point behind Everton who are starting ninth, which is a great place to be coming up towards the the latter part of the season. AD, we're going to have to crack on, but thank you very much for coming on. Good luck for the rest of the season. That is uh, AD from Albion Raw, the Brighton and Hove Albion podcast. I think Chris Hewton is one of the most underrated managers in the Premier League at the moment. Look at what he did at Newcastle before Sam Allardyce came in as well. She never got the sack from Newcastle either and they they paid the price there because they've had a... It's a difficult time since he left that football club. But Brighton, this, uh, this, I think for that, that he's the best guy, isn't he? Sterling work. Well, the win over Brighton at the weekend has set up a semi-final for Manchester United. That semi-final is against Spurs. That will be played at Spurs' temporary home of Wembley. Is that right? Is that wrong? What do you think? 0345 one seventy six twenty five is the number. We'll talk about that next on the Excess Manchester Football Social. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. Get involved in tonight's Excess Manchester Football Social. Anything you want to talk about goes, as long as it's red or blue. 0345 one seventy six twenty five is the number. 87711 for the texts. We've got Gary Owen and Mickey Thomas waiting to take your calls. And we've got Alex on the texts and tweets. I'm reading them out for us. What we got coming in, Alex? Yeah, evening, Jim, evening, gents. We've got ones who fans are agreeing with what base has been said in the studio about Marina's behaviour of Luke Shaw. So we've got one from Yozza who says, Hi, lads, Marina's behaviour of Luke Shaw is a disgrace. Apparently he had a bust up in training. So what? That happens. I think it's personal and a disgrace again. Reinforcing the disgrace there. And we've got one from Tracy. We're talking about Ferguson who didn't come out in public and single out any individual. And she says, Fergie never singled out any individual at his press conference. Totally unprofessional of Mourinho. He was very good at chucking boots inside the dressing room. But that was, <laughs> yeah, that's that true. Was, yeah, only when scars showed that he had to declare. But yeah, and you find out afterwards, after yeah, the event, the relationship that Fergie has. Oh, I completely God. agree. Uh, it does seem to be a certain turning of the tide with the fans of Mourinho and it was that Champions League game against Sevilla where everything seemed to turn and his the way he treated the press conference then afterwards just seemed to make everyone's opinion change. We've got Rob on the line. Evening, Rob. Good evening. Evening, Rob. Are you a United fan, Rob? I am, yeah. Um, just, uh, we, we've spoken a few times now. I, I spoke to the three of you back in, I think it was early to mid-January, and said then that I wasn't convinced about the way 
some of the players were evolving. And um, I believe, Jim, somebody texted in and called me a Muppet. But I have to say, in the two months... <laughs> you've been, been waiting, like, you've been biding your time. <laughs> You're damn bloody right I have. Um, <laughs> I'm a Muppet, so I won't be criticised. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But um, two months later, it gives me no pleasure to say everything I said then has more or less been proved correct. And, you know, the thing with Jose, and I'm not, you know, most of the results have been very good. So I don't want to come across as too critical. But what I said two months ago and what I'm going to say now stands. And that's that I, I look at the way the club's headed. I look at the direction we're taking. And I'm not totally sure it's the right path for us. And, you know, I, I just get the impression with Jose, this was a club that he wanted for a long time. He wanted the United job. He courted it even when he was at Madrid. Said all of the right things when Fergie was still the boss, when they knocked us out. And I just wonder, has he got here and bitten off more than he can chew? Has he found that he isn't just going to take us straight back to the summit of football and he gets to be you know, the big man and, and hero-worshipped? And I'm wondering if there's a part of him, I wonder if he's torn, if there's a part of him saying, you know, I've got the job I wanted, but I'm not convinced I can fulfill it. But his ego will not let him walk away. And he doesn't handle it. When things are not going his way, he doesn't handle it well at all. I mean, we saw the worst of him when he was Madrid boss um, with the eye gouging. You know, when things didn't go his way at Chelsea, he, he took a very dark turn. And I'm seeing similar things in him now. You know, he's turning, repeatedly turning on the players. So what happens, Rob? Just what happens now? What's the solution? Do you get rid of Joe? Jose Mourinho now? Well, listen, you know, if you pay me five million quid a year, I could probably come up with a solution. But, you know, I think uh, I think where we are now is, you're right, do we jettison, go for somebody else, and then go through the rigmarole of him overhauling the squad, and maybe we're back to square one? No. You know, I can have this say, Jim, and, and to Gary and to Alex in the studio, is that he's managed Real Madrid with, with the pressure, if you don't uh, produce there, you're sacked. Well, well, if you can win the league, you don't win the league, you're sacked. So that's pressure. But I think this is a different pressure that he didn't, you know, realise how big United are in terms of not if you're not winning football games, the media can be quite hard hitting, can't they? Well, it's the Fergie, it's the Fergie yeah. legacy as well. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's took it well to be it's, honest, guys. You're right, and you know, shoes, Van Gaal and Moyes um, to the call as well. You know, he took over that reign and. I believe next year, and I think he will be here next year, I think he, he, he'll get three or four plays and maybe even more. I, I believe um, that he wants to get rid of five or six, there's no question about that. I don't think that he wants them players at the club, but to get rid of them is more difficult. I, I said in the last few weeks, I still think he's well short of three or four top top players. If he gets them um, and I think gets the opportunity, I think he will produce and provide uh, trophies for the club. Well, on that, Mickey, because Gary mentioned Rashford earlier, we've got Rob on the phone who mentioned player development. If you're a young player and there's talk in the papers today about the young Fulham left-back Ryan... But why, if you're a young 20-year-old player, would you want to come to Manchester United and play under Jose Mourinho at the moment? You want to come to Manchester United, definitely. Yeah. Money, that's the only reason you go. Money. Well, you would. What's Mourinho's track record for bringing through 19, 20, 21 year olds? It doesn't exist. Didn't he have a list you of know, like 50 players at the beginning no, of the season? Someone has been given an opportunity. I mean, that's one. I mean, but I, I just think that uh, this yeah, but, level of business, I'd say to the core, because you know, you, you like what you're saying in certain things. At this level of pressure, 
sometimes, I said it, I said it all the time on this radio show, is that you cannot sometimes gamble on youngsters. But the bigger clubs, without doubt, if you look at all the top clubs, they go out and buy City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, well, not so much Arsenal, but they all go out and buy to, to get it right. I think everybody does, but, you yeah. know, Rashford... As young as he is. <laughs> he's played Rashford United. more than anyone, though, Cass. United, though. But he's played Rashford more than anyone. Not in his correct no. position, and he hasn't developed as a player, which and is I think it's saying. his first game since Christmas, bad. wasn't it? Oh, it's nearly three months, but mm. he'd be the first one on. But it's like playing different players in different positions. I have to keep saying it's square peg round hole. They've got the, got, got the individuals, but Pogba plays... Pogba's mm. a shadow of the player. Sanchez... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, you don't even recognise him apart from him having his number on the back. Yeah, if you discard City and, and look at the Premier League, United second and above Liverpool, everyone's raving about mm. Chelsea you know, and, and Tottenham, they're a great side. United is still above them. So it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. 0345 treble one seventy six twenty five. That's the phone number if you want to chip in on this one. 0345 treble one seventy six twenty five. You can text in as well, eight double seven double one. Cheers, Rob. Thank you for your call, mate. Cheers, Appreciate Rob. that. Cool. We're going to change tax slightly now and talk about the FA Cup because, as we said, Tottenham get home advantage in the semi-finals. They are playing at Wembley this season and Manchester United will be going to Wembley, albeit in the home dressing room, for their FA Cup semi-final <laughs> with Spurs. Well, we haven't got a United fan that wants to chip in on this. We've got a Wigan fan who currently have no interest in the FA Cup. David's on the phone. Evening, David. Evening, Jamie. Evening, lad. Hi, David. We've got to talk about your performance. First half yesterday was fantastic. Yeah, they well. Yeah, first half we were yeah. brilliant. Just, I think, if we'd have gone in with a goal, I think it'd have been a different game. Yeah. Um, Southampton changed tack second half. Um, I don't know what Mark Hughes said to them, but it obviously worked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they changed tack and they came at us and we kind of um, felt a bit boxed in in the second half. We couldn't seem to get, get into our stride. Um, Grig was a little bit isolated up front second half, I felt. Which is a bit strange because he was against a strong wind in the first half. And with the wind in the second half, but it seemed to benefit you playing against it, seemed to benefit them playing against it for some reason. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what happened second half. But like I say, I think, I think it would have got, we had a couple of chances in the first half. Yeah, good chances. Um, yeah, like I think Roberts tried to dink the keeper from six yards out, which was a bit of a strange strange choice. Yeah, but he's um, predominantly left footed in here and he tried to just do yeah. something with his left foot when he yeah. swing him out. Um, but. You know, I'm, even though we, we were out, I'm so proud of how far we got and, and everything. And for the club, you know, the Cook and the lads have done the town proud. So, you know, really Yeah, proud but now you need to get out of that division after... This is the hard work that you've you've worked on. This is for you to get yeah. you out of it now. You've yeah, got three games um, in hand. I think you've got three yeah. games in hand on Blackburn and you're five points behind them and two games in hand on Shrewsbury and you're three points behind them. So now this is the business end of the of uh, the season, you can put yourself not only into automatic, but you could also put yourself top of the table. Yeah, I mean, we've played twice now before Blackburn play again, um, which is, you know, really big games. We've got Walsall on Wednesday and Barry on Saturday. Uh, win those. And you're top um, of the league. And we go top, we go back top, and we've still got games in hand, so wow. like the really important games. I was blown away when I saw Wigan's record in the FA Cup. Since 2012, which is when you won it, I think, you have played nine Premier League teams and won six of those ties, which is an incredible feat. That must give you hope that you belong in a higher division, that you can mix it with the big boys again. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we, we're only a small club with a small budget. 
Um, so um, we're in the process of hopefully a takeover. Um, hopefully that will bring good times again to the club. So I just wish we could play City every round in the cup. We seem to do all right <laughs> against them. Let's talk about the FA Cup semi-final. That's what you came on to have a chat a little about. And could it have been different? You might have been playing Spurs at their place. How do you feel? that works out because semi-finals are supposed to be in neutral venues and although Wembley is strictly speaking a neutral venue they at the same time Spurs have been playing there for every single home game this season is that fair? No I don't think it is I think you should go back to the old days where it was a neutral venue um, Old Trafford Villa Park um, places like that that's what I think it should go back to um, and I mean, it's great for like when Spurs have had like lower league teams in the cup. You know, they've had a trip out to Wembley, but I just think it takes a shine off it. Having you know, getting to Wembley is the whole idea. Yeah, but it's changed now. Aren't it? Since it built that stadium and it cost too much, money. and what it was going to cost, it went far beyond budget. So they have to get that money back. That's why they've got all stuff going on. They've got American football going on there. Anything they can they get have there. Paid it off by now, though. Surely. Yeah, but you know. I've got to say though, yes, the the the, the romance of going to um, Old Trafford or Highbury or something in the old days, Wednesday, a place like that to go and 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 then the final was at Wembley Stadium. I think it's I think it's great for supporters that don't maybe get that chance of getting to yeah. that final place to be able to get them in the semi-final. I think the FA should do something about this. I really do. I think you know, yeah, Tottenham are playing there on a regular basis. Not because it's United playing them. I think it was. Chelsea playing something, I think they should put it to a, a, a different venue. It's too late now, though, isn't it? This, this needed to be addressed at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was bothered because Spurs were terrible at Wembley. Now Spurs are good at Wembley, suddenly everyone... Well, I, 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 I think they're just I, good at Wembley. I think they're well, just United have been on many occasions at Wembley, there's no question about that, but I just think maybe just to have a go at the FA and say, listen, we ain't playing there, this is the disadvantage, just to see what the reaction would be. There'll be a luck, but you are playing there. Yeah. As former players, how <laughs> yeah. is that going to affect a player? Because I know... Spurs play in this ground all the time, but as you said earlier, Gary, they'll be in the away dressing room. That'll be different. Yeah, but when the ticket allocation will be different as well. It's not going to be like a home game for Spurs. It will be 50-50 allocation minus all the corporate stuff. So actually, as a player, does it make any difference? Not for me. Listen, I'd, uh, I'd rather play at, at Wembley in yeah. a semi-final oh. than play at Hillsborough. Also, of course you would. You're getting two cracks at it. I mean, I think it's a great occasion. Um, it won't make no difference to United, I don't believe. Listen, whether they own dressing room or the way dressing room, it don't make a difference. Tottenham play at home, so it's going to make a great difference. I don't think. Well, you it. could say it could. You know, I'm just trying to be a little bit awkward here. Alex, what are your thinking? I think he's trying to save himself a little bit. I just bit, think just maybe, Jim, that it, you know, it slightly advances them because they are there regular. And they are playing well, well as you quite rightly said. At a least if it all goes wrong, Mourinho's got someone else. But to we play win, it makes no difference. We should, no, I don't mind. But we lose, we uh, obviously, I think, aggression towards the FA. <laughs> David, cheers for your call, mate. Thanks for coming on. No Appreciate that. Uh, 0345 Still time to get your voice heard on the Excess Manchester Football Social. We've talked a lot about United. Of course, we can talk about Man City. Their draw with Liverpool in the Champions League final. Is that the draw you wanted? Champions still League final? Ch Champions League. <laughs> not the final yet. That's what, a, <laughs> that's what Liverpool gym. fans and City fans would have liked. Yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah. Champions League, not final. Uh, your thoughts on that? Are you still confident of going through? 0345 is the number we can talk about that and loads more next on the excess manchester football social 
Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 7625 and have your say winning with Gowing Law. Excess Manchester's Football Social, City versus United every single day of the week. Get involved 0345 7625 Mickey T and Geo Gary Owen in the studio waiting to take your calls and Alex is taking the texts and tweets at the moment. It's Luke Shaw's or Jose Mourinho's Luke Shaw comments that seem to be getting the most attention at the moment. Any more reaction coming into that, Alex? We do, yeah. We've got uh, Ollie, who's agreeing with Gary when we're talking about fitness early. He says, I, discl- I dislike the unfit excuse. If a professional player were truly unfit, he wouldn't be on the bench, never mind start. Jose just has it in for him. When Danny Rose inevitably joins United and Shaw goes to Spurs, <laughs> Spurs will end up with a better player, mark my words. And we've also got one coming in about the City-Liverpool game being drawn together in the uh, quarterfinals of the Champions League. We've got one in from Josh. He says, the, this is a City fan, obviously, he says, buzzing, Klopp is the ultimate flop. I'm expecting 6-3 City on aggregate. Did anybody wow. watch that programme, uh, Klopp? Uh, it was, I think, Tuesday night. Uh, Premier League like, show. What a great programme it was. And he will win at Liverpool. No two ways about it. He did it at Ma- Marne, is it, at Maine? He did it there. He did it when he went to Dortmund. Yes, he has his failures, where he like against us in the in in the whatever League Cup mm. Wembley, where he got done on penalties, but so close. Uh, he will. He's going to win something. There's, there's no doubt about it when he's at Liverpool. He's a great character for the but game when? as well. But well, are you is happy? This his third I mean, season now? He said, Klopp said that the draw, City and Liverpool, was the perfect draw for United fans. Yeah, Would you kind of agree? That was yeah, the one that the Reds wanted, wasn't it? Well, you know, I speak, whoever United fans I speak to, I've not asked Mickey yet, but he... They don't care who wins. Well, it, it would, they would do, wouldn't they? Because they don't want to City mm. Oliver Bill to win. But having said that, is for English football, let's just say, it would have been nice to keep Liverpool and City apart and a final to get two English sides. They'd be, I mean, as a, rom, a, rom, a romantic, that would have been great. But listen, let me just tell you something. It will be a fantastic spectacle. Both teams going at it, both teams trying to score. The one thing it won't be is nil-nil. If it is then I can't wait to come to the show because I'll be flabbergasted and no doubt I'll be getting nailed from every corner of uh, of Manchester. But I think there'll be goals in it. Um, I obviously think the City are the better side. Liverpool fans will think that they're the better side because they've already beat us once. They're never going to have that eight minutes again. What do you make of Salah's comments when the draw was made? He said that City have not been superior to other clubs this season. Well... I don't know what planet he's been on. <laughs> and maybe, and I'm not quite sure what his English is like, so maybe he's been misquoted. But if that, he either doesn't watch football or he's lived on another planet and just comes in to play a game. Maybe that's the key, keep him on another planet, bring him in because he's successful in it that way. A couple of tweets and texts on the Shaw thing. We've got um, an unnamed texter here who says, Luke Shaw is too fat to play fullback. Look at him compared to Ashley Young. Now, whether you think Luke Shaw's too fat or not, when you look at a professional like Ashley Young, because traditionally I'd say the kind of position that they're playing now, fullbacks now, it's an up and down game. You have to be fit well, and you have to be young. Well, he's playing that position yeah, more and more this season. He's but when winning. you look at a player like Ashley Young, who's what, 34 now, is he? And signed a new contract, new one year. And he's looking after himself compared to Luke Shaw, who well, maybe, maybe isn't. You look at Danny Rose. You put him and Shaw next to each other. There's not, so much, not much difference in build. And there's no coincidence that both of them have been injured for quite a while. <laughs> and you've got yeah, Derek. Yeah. Sorry, <clears throat> both have been injured for quite a while. So, but I, I don't believe either of them will play, and are not on on fitnesses to, to get them. Maybe that's the build. I don't know. You've got Derek who's contacted sorry, as well and said, uh, "Would you have him at City as a backup yeah. for Mendy?" Look, sure. 
Listen, but I, I would have done. I would have done, but his, his confidence yeah. is shot at. I mm. mean, you can just see where he just... He's not the same Luke Shaw that was at Southampton. Maybe that's because of the injury. Maybe that's because he's got no confidence. Maybe that's because Man United are too big for him. I don't know. But Luke Shaw at 22 is only a young player. Well, I would say, guys, and, and to both, three of us, uh, and you like as well, if you're manager of Manchester United and you don't believe that player is playing to the best of his ability and he's um, inconsistent in what he does and he doesn't look fit, whatever. I'm not saying he doesn't look fit, but if he's not playing to, to the level that he should do, you cannot blame a manager making the decision, and he is the man in charge of that football club. You can't blame him. If he doesn't think he's performing... I don't go against him by making that decision because I'm not the manager. We're not the man. We can have an opinion, but he's the man on that touchline. He's got to take all the, all the shots, mm-hmm. and he has to make a decision whether it's right or wrong. Jim, I know you, you're saying maybe he's wrong, but if I'm a manager. I want to make the decision myself, not from someone in the stands. It's not the decision about whether he plays or not, though. That's the issue. It's the way he's handling that situation that I'm causing doubt. Yeah. Over. Well, that's the way if he wants to do it. That's the way he, he, he does it. And as you say, I mean, the buck stops um, with him. I, I think as a player, it's very difficult. Of course, we've been there, guys, haven't we? It, it wouldn't be nice to, to take that sort of criticism. But in the modern game, that's the way it's gone now, isn't it? It's completely changed from when we played. We normally sort out in the dressing room. Uh, and, and whatever went in the dressing room, that was kept in the dressing room. Well, I'll tell you the frightening thing if United supporter, no Sanchez in the team, no... Uh, uh, no Pogba. I mean, you look at the at the bench. It, I mean, there's a lot of talent on there yeah, and a lot yeah. of money, and not even playing. So there's something wrong somewhere. Well, the one thing that is guaranteed at the moment is Jose Mourinho press conferences are entertaining, and I'm looking forward to the Do you next think so? one. It is entertaining, no matter no what you think. And no there is, it's an inspired little game that I thought we'd finish today's show with. I've got some quotes from two egomaniacs, and I want you to guess whether it's Jose Mourinho that said it or whether it's Donald Trump. That said it because it's surprisingly similar. Separated at birth. Okay, you can go first, Gary. <laughs> first quote: He must think I'm a great guy, God. He must think that because otherwise he would not have given me so much. I have a great family. I work in a great place. I've always dreamt of working here. It's got to be Donald Trump. It's Jose Mourinho. That is a well, Jose Mourinho. How close could you be? Yeah. Go on, Mickey. Next one to you. Oh, I think I am actually humble. I think I'm more humble than you would ever understand. Is that Donald Trump or Jose Mourinho? Donald Trump. Yeah. It is Donald Trump, correct. One to you, Gary. People love me. And you know what? I've been very successful. Everybody loves me. Donald Trump. That is Donald Trump (laughs) as well. We'll do one more. You can have this one, Mickey. If they made a film of my life, I think they should get George Donald Clooney Trump before you to play me. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump before you yeah, finish it's it. Yeah, he's got it. It's not Jose Mourinho one. Oh, no! Jose Mourinho wants George Clooney to play him as well. Yeah, they are. It's a remarkable how similar their statements are. Right, that's it for the Football Social today.